This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. What's up, boys and girls? How are you? Welcome into the Thursday edition of the Bostonian versus the book in the wake of another victory for my Boston Celtics. BVB oh Brigade, what's up? Sports Grade TV, how are you? He's Dave. I'm Matt. We're, well, I don't think we're loaded today. Got a lot to get to today. How are you, my friend? I'm good. Um, you know, trying to get ready to see if you're going to be completely unbearable or just a little bit excited. Mass like hole, these mass fans. hole, mass hole. Coming. <laughs> get ready for the mass hole show. Oh, today. boy. Oh my goodness. Draymond yeah. Green can swear in front of his own kid and his wife's got the audacity to complain about swearing in the stands. He swore at the podium in front of his own kid. What are we doing? What are we doing? He's five years old. You have a five-year-old kid. You're dropping curse words in front of the five-year-old while Clay Thompson is whining like a little B-word this, to the press. This wasn't in the damn rundown. Until later. I didn't know you were going to come out this hot. We're up 2-1. I got two wins from Banner 18. And I got to talk about Draymond Green's wife whining on social media. And Clay Thompson. Good job, Boston. Oh. Do you realize that I went to San Francisco? Last time I was in San Francisco, I had to carry Madeline down the center of the street. Because we couldn't walk on either sidewalk. Because it was too dangerous. Because the people that were on the sidewalks. I mean, what are we doing? Talking about children. It's a 9 p.m. start. Like, what are you doing? This is not Sunday morning cartoons. Like, this is not even close. I mean, what are we doing? <laughs> We're actually having this conversation about Boston fans' language. Oh, they swore, and my kids were right. There. Are you kidding me? Whoa. Probably should have been up in the box, no? Yeah. Did, or just don't go. Or don't go to the game. Just don't bring your kids to the game. I mean, are you serious? This is to see daddy play. I mean, I like bringing the kids to the game, but sit up in the box. Unreal. I said after game one, I was like, I wonder if this team is soft. After game three, I don't wonder it anymore. I know it. Like, oh, these guys are soft. Oh, this is this is an indictment. Like, we'll get to it in a second. But that post game wine fest. Draymond Green, what are you doing? Clay Thompson, what are you doing? Why even bring this up? I mean, why even talk about this? Like, why even show your slip like this? There's a lot of, there's probably a lot of people at the game that had uh, Draymond's props over. They were, <laughs> were very upset. Killed my, killed my plus 500 bet because he didn't get the five assists. So, right. <laughs> killed my that bet. That one's done. That one's done. Lost that bet. I plus 500. So, yeah. we lost, we lost that one. So, yeah. I mean, we, we got, we got Charles Barkley saying to 
ESPN that sports gambling content in sports gambling advertising is too much while he's doing sports gambling content in sports gambling advertising. Like you're probably getting a nice size bag to do it too. He's on FanDuel's list of ambassadors and he's going, it's too much. There's too much sports gambling content. There's too much sports gambling advertising. <laughs> what are we doing? Like, yeah. come on, man. You can't be part of the problem and say there's a problem. Like you just can't do it. Like you just, they don't do it. Say no, say, I'm not doing it. Don't do your picks on the pregame show for TNT. Then if you think it's such a problem, yeah. what? I mean, he ain't lying. It's too much. We know that um, it's all over the place. It's just, I don't think it's too much. I don't. Oh, it's definitely too I much. I disagree with you. It's way it's, too much. We haven't even gotten there. More is coming. We're, we're, maybe. I mean, yeah, maybe. Somebody might step in and have to put the brakes on a little bit. There's no way. There's no way anyone's stepping in unless we talk about leagues limiting it, like the NFL has done. Leagues might limit it. Leagues could say, hey, you can yeah. only have three or four advertisements per half or something like that. Like that. And, and that would be fine. I'd be totally okay with that. Yeah. But the idea that we're going to somehow like have a federal law that says you can't advertise this or advertise that, like we tried that. We, we, we have tried that. It, it's worked a little bit with cigarettes, but overall it hasn't really worked. I mean, there was a time when we were growing up that you couldn't put liquor ads on TV. And now there's liquor ads everywhere. That. You remember that? Yeah. You couldn't advertise hard alcohol. On TV. Wow. Couldn't do vodka, couldn't do whiskey, couldn't do, you know. You could do beer, though. Beer and wine. You could advertise beer and wine, but you couldn't do hard alcohol. And then they got rid of that. And now you can, no, no, it's everywhere. (laughs) Everywhere. As long as somebody wants to pay, they can advertise whatever they want, it seems like now. I mean, look, there's vices. We advertise vices all the time. We advertise fast food. We advertise alcohol. We advertise, you know, all sorts of different things. Sports gambling is just part of it. Right. Just part of the ecosystem of advertising. They weren't swearing though. No, they're going no because that would cross the line. Like that would be that that would be way too much if we were actually dropping curse words. People would just oh my gosh, like the poor virgin ears of the people who actually go to those games. I mean, I know they've never heard that word before. They've never heard mf'er before. I mean, never had a guy be booed before. I mean, this is you know what I I give Stephen A. Smith some credit for this for this before he said this morning on ESPN where he was like. You know, I didn't think Draymond would get rattled by a crowd, but they got rattled by a crowd. Yeah. He goes, it's not Cleveland because this isn't Dallas. Yeah. This isn't Memphis. Like, welcome to hell. <laughs> like, you're walking into hell. This is what we do. This is Boston in the finals. 19 appearances in 20 years for Boston sports teams. We've done this before. Oh, boy. Okay. We've done this before. Here we go. So guess what? You are walking into a fan base that expects to win. This is not, oh, no, the Warriors. They've been in six of eight. Here comes Steph Curry. (laughs) Um, Not worried, man. Not worried. Mm -hmm. Like, I paid a lot of money for these tickets. We're bringing our throats and we're going for yours. And if you aren't ready. Yeah. Uh, uh-uh, man. I mean, according to people there, that was as loud of a fan base going after one player that they can remember. And what did Draymond Green think was going to happen? I mean, did he not see the Kyrie return? I guess not. I mean, I, I, I mean, we talked about it before the show yesterday on the show yesterday before the game that, 
when you are ID'd as the villain in a series by the Boston fan base, which is what Draymond wanted because he did what he did in game two. And yes. then he talked about how tough he was and how he brought his toughness and he pushed <laughs> around the Celtics. Okay. Little thing you do it. Okay. You brought <laughs> it on yourself. Yeah. And then it was like the guy who like threw a firecracker up on a mountain and realized, oh no, the avalanche, here it comes. Yeah. And it just, oh, you get totally all, and you don't know what to do. Yeah. He was rattled. <laughs> rattled. Baby rattled. Dun, 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 dun. He didn't know what was going on. It's crazy because I really, I, I mean, I got to be honest, I didn't see it coming. I thought he was the dog. I thought he was the guy that wouldn't get rattled. I thought, you know, you could get to Jordan Poole. You could get to Andrew Wiggins, maybe even Clay. Steph don't hear nothing. Steph don't care. Steph's just going to make shots. Can't get to Draymond, can you? He, they, they had a They had a parade route through the paint. Yes. They scored all their points through the paint. Like it wasn't like they were raining threes in mm-hmm. the not. They were coming right to the hoop, laying it in dunks. Well, that's where Odoka, that's where Ime Odoka, I think, look, St- Steve Kerr is a phenomenal coach. He's a championship winning coach and player. He knows what he's doing way more than I. But the adjustment that Odoka made where basically the Warriors were worried about three point shot. So Boston just said, okay, we're not going to pass left. We're going to go right down your throat. We're going to go right at you. And physically dominate you. Because we talked about going into the series. Boston is bigger, longer, and stronger at almost every single position. Bigger, longer, stronger. That's pretty good. And if Robert Williams plays like that, Boston's not losing this series. Now, the knee is a huge, like, after he played the number of minutes he played last night, Friday, concern. Like, he, I could see him sitting Friday. And not playing on Friday because wow. they tried to keep look, he's hobbled. I mean, he he got Steph got into him, they got they got you know tangled up, and he was concerned about it. There's I mean, Robert Williams has a knee that needs to be reworked on. He had just like a quickie surgery to get him on the foot on the court, but he's not right by any means. He's no he's not close to being right. So yeah, I'm I'm concerned about him long term because he's a huge, I think he's the X factor of the whole series, right? They have no answer for him. Nope. Above the rim, rebound-wise, defensively. I mean, he's guarding guards. I mean, he's guarding guys who are, you know, way quicker. And Jordan Poole did put a hell of a move on him under the basket. But just the fact he's trying to guard Jordan Poole is incredible at his size. Yep. I don't know. It's just – you see the line for game four? Yeah. Let it climb. Let it climb. It's four now, right? Four. Yeah. <laughs> I might get four and a half. Same. If I get four um, and a half, I, I, I'm, I'm serious. I'm going to take the Warriors. Four and a half, five. I'll take the Warriors. I don't know how much higher it's going to go. Yeah. If it goes, to, I want it to be high. I mean, the four is interesting. Three and a half, I wouldn't do it. Four is interesting. Four and a half, I'll be on the Warriors. Right. But I, I think, I mean, I, I think the Warriors will win game four. I do. As long as Steph Curry's healthy. Big question. Yeah, it's a big question. And it's it's going to be a big question. I, I think he's fine, personally. I think they're milking it. You think they kind of waved the white flag there at the end? Um. Well, they, well, in the last two minutes, they absolutely did. I mean, they pulled Steph Curry once he got into that scrum on the court. 
they pulled yeah. Steph out. They pulled yeah. all their starters out and yeah. just, you know, said, okay, we're done. And then Boston won by double, which I thought yesterday we talked about. I thought Boston would win by double digits for that reason. Yeah. So I thought that there would be a fourth quarter run. I mean, I bet the game, the game went exactly how I wanted it to from a betting perspective. I bet Warriors game in, in the third quarter, minus one and a half, like the world did. Bet Boston money line in the fourth quarter. Boston minus three and a half for the game. Right. Hit all three bets last night. <laughs> so the Boston, went, the Golden State third quarter thing is such a um it's not random anymore. Mm-mm. It's a cash cow. There's a lot of people that, you know, in the in the space are pretty excited about this uh ATM that is the Golden State Warriors in the third quarter. <laughs> Well, they're up. They're plus forty-five points in the third quarter in this series against Boston, and they're minus thirty everywhere else. Wow! And down two games to one. Yeah, yeah they're just not in in the first quarter. They're bad. Second quarter, Boston's better. Kind of goes back and forth. Third quarter, it's all Warriors. Fourth quarter, it's all Celtics. Right. I mean, that's and frankly, I'd prefer it that way as a Celtics fan. Right, I prefer to have a great fourth quarter than a great third quarter. So it, it's weird. From what I'm reading from the media covering the Warriors, they are stunned at what they're watching. They, they feel like the Warriors thought this was going to be easy. Really? They think that there is there was this level of coronation with this. Wow. That there was a lot of chest puffing out there was a lot of talk in the market that this is another banner for steve kerr steph curry wins number four is steph curry now among the top four players of all time and all the money bet on the warriors the public ran right to to the window to bet the warriors that they weren't prepared for this type of fight and they're a little stunned at it and that's why they're climbing crying about things like swear words being said to them by the rival crowd they better uh, bring their hard hat. All that. <laughs> they better. They better um, figure it out. The first thing they better figure out is how to play defense. Well, that um, I don't know is going to. Uh, I don't know if that happens. They can't get that many easy baskets. Who are they going to play? Boston. Gonna, they gonna, I don't know. They're going to play Kaminga. I mean, who who, who are they going to? They don't have any size. This is not. They're not built for this. They drafted James Wiseman for this reason. Hmm. They needed the size and Wiseman has not played this year. And that has been a monster hole that nobody in the Western conference could really exploit, but because Boston can play two bigs, not one. Yeah. And they're worried about Al Horford who defensively is very good. And Al has the ability to hurt you by stepping out and hitting threes from time to time that frees up Robert Williams to go play like this sweeper soccer sweeper role where he can go wherever he wants. Al can take the post and Robert Williams can play wherever he needs to go out there and play. Right. And they don't have much of an answer to that. They, they don't know what to do when they're throwing lobs to him and offensive <laughs> rebounds. I mean, the Celtics crushed them on the glass last night. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's, it's, it's great because I was watching a game without sound. And I was doing a show and I was like, are they not playing defense? Are they trying something different? Why does it look like they well have they did no one around the basket? Because they went zone. I mean, they were really well, it wasn't working. No, when they had, I mean, what they were doing playing man wasn't working. Boston was picking, pick and rolling them to death. So 
you had you had the bigs roll into the basket and lobbing to the rim, and then yeah. you, had no, you had no answer for it. So they went zone. And then unfortunately for the Warriors, if that front line of defense gets beaten off the dribble, which is what Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown did, what well, you're playing you're playing a zone, there's nobody there at the basket. So it's just right. straight in. It's it's just right right to the basket into layup. So that's why they kept on doing that, you know, 30. I think at one point it was 36 to 16 points in the paint for Boston. <laughs> you can't win a game like that. No, because it just was layup line, because Jalen Brown hurt them so badly in the first quarter, and then Tatum got going. And then you saw Marcus Smart get going and all three guys finished with over 24 points. I mean, that's, you're just not going to be able to compete with that. No, you got, you have Steph and you have clay who played very well. Like we talked about yesterday, clay Thompson did have the breakout game that we were predicting him to have, but they need help. Jordan Poole. Yeah. I mean, Andrew Wiggins scored 18 points yesterday, last night, but it was not impactful. It wasn't like he was no. getting big baskets. No. And I mean, he missed so many open threes. I had him over one and a half threes. He hit one. Like three balls went in and out. I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. But I, I don't know. If, if you're Steve Kerr going into game four, you need Steph to have a 50-point game. Like Steph has to have that type of performance. You need a all world performance out of Curry because your bench is not giving you nearly what you need scoring wise. Right. I don't know. I'd play bench players. I, I would change the rotation up. Draymond Green, I mean, he needs to play way better. Couldn't hit a shot to save his life last night. Not at all. That's where not he was rattled. All. That's where he was rattled. Um, he couldn't he couldn't hit shots. So, you know, and in the games tomorrow. So we'll we'll talk more about the game tomorrow. But um, somebody posted in the chat um, about taking the money line with the Warriors. Uh-huh. Is that you? You really think they're going to win the game? I, if Boston wins Friday, it's over. So I'm John Anakin it. Oh, gotcha. So <laughs> if they explain it, explain to the people watching what that so means. John Anik bets against the Celtics, the Bruins, Red Sox, Patriots all the time. So if they, he's a Boston team, guy. Boston guy, voice of the UFC, currently in Singapore, ahead of the right. pay-per-view coming up Saturday night. But he bets against him because if his team wins, he's happily he's happy to lose the money. If right. his team loses, he wins a bet. Right. So I'm betting the Warriors. <laughs> because if, <laughs> if Boston wins, it's over. It's over. Is it over in five? Could be. Yeah. It's over. Warriors have to win four out of five right now, or, or sorry, three out of four right now. Yeah. To win this series. They need to win one. They need to win tomorrow. That's what they need to do. There's no other. That's it's winning three in a row. Ain't happening. Boston ain't happening. Lost, they haven't lost two games in a row yet. You won three. You have three. Ooh. Can Boston win three games in a row? I actually don't think so, but I no, mean, I mean, I don't know. I mean, again, well, if they win Friday, they win in Monday. The road team wrap. It's, it's done. Uh, it, three, if they win two games in a row, it's three to one. Boston could very well close it out in San Francisco in game five. Yes, they, yeah. they, they could win game five. And and that's, you know, David Portnoy from Barstool has been running his mouth on five, five, five the whole time. And I haven't, I've been like, come on. But this is where, uh, whom I got to give them credit. Shoot. Bet stats. Who gave us that model? 
Um, that said Boston in five had the most value with, with a 30% chance of ha- happening and a plus 400, whatever it was, bet. The best bet on the board, according to their model, was Boston was to win Boston in five. In five, yeah. And we were like, whoa. <laughs> so if it yeah. happens, Boston in five. I mean, I have a plus 250 ticket on the series ending in five. I have a plus 190 ticket on the series ending in six. Right. So we'll see how that happens. But I still think there's right. a good shot we're going seven. The, the only way we're going seven is if Golden State wins tomorrow. Correct. That's Which the is only way. Why I bet Golden State. <laughs> I'm going to bet right. Moneyline Golden State. <laughs> right. We'll see. We'll see. And they may be, you know, I think the public for the first time is going to be on Boston on Friday night. Public oh. hasn't been public hasn't been on Boston yet. They were on the Warriors all three games. It was close yesterday. There was a lot of people that were on Boston. It was, it a lot was of pros were on Boston. And there was a lot of people on Boston too. It was like 52, 55%. I thought we don't believe I thought, I thought we don't believe those numbers. No, that's just in general. I'm kidding. I'm just, I'm not, I wasn't looking at that. It's just kidding. off the my head and people I talked to. <laughs> just kidding. We don't, oh. listen to we, we don't listen to that. Here's no. a question though. Because we talked about this with the Al Horford situation, if you had to give an MVP right now, who would you give the MVP award to? I have no say? idea, right? <laughs> like, I really don't know. I have no idea because game one, Tatum had thirteen assists, didn't score. It was all Al Horford. Game two, Al Horford sucked, and you saw a really impressive game from Steph Curry. Game three, Horford was better. Smart was good. Jalen Brown was the star for Boston offensively. Like Robert Williams, like who, I, I have, n- this is a wide open market at the moment in terms of who wins the MVP. Jason Tatum's plus 120. Steph's now plus 190. Jalen Brown's three to one. Next guy up on the list is Marcus Smart at 33 to one. <laughs> Derek White is 50. Jeez. Big Al is fifty-five. Wow, he's higher than what he was, he's higher than the opener. And then it's the rest of it is the rest of it is Warriors guys. Wow, so it's either Tatum, Brown, or Smart, White, or Horford. That's it. And I don't wow. know. I mean, I guess. I mean, right now, if it ended, I would give it to Brown. But what do I know? No, that's fair. I mean, everybody in the Boston media was saying that Jalen Brown will have to win one game himself in this series for yeah. Boston to win the series. Mm-hmm. Last night was the Jalen Brown game. He was good. So, I mean, it's going to be I, I mean, we're, we're a ways away from finding out like, you know, who's going to win this thing. But it is really wild to kind of look at it and go like Boston. Now, this is from our guy, Joe Osborne, who's now over at Vegas Insiders. Celtics are 13 and one straight up and 12 and two ATS after a loss since January 29th. Hold on. That was a lot of numbers. Let's say it again. Since the 29th of January. Okay. The Boston Celtics are 13 and one straight up. Okay. 12 and two ATS after a loss. It's only 14 losses since January. Correct. That's crazy. Seven in O ATS and straight up in the playoffs. Okay. Five and oh straight up and ATS after a double digit loss with the average margin of bounce back victory of 16.4 points, which is blowing what I ran, teams out. What blowing I ran, them out. What I ran through yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Win, 
double digit or loss, double digit win, loss, double digit win. I mean, it's crazy the adjustments that Ime Doka, this dude in year one to win a title in this way, if he does, Boston's got a guy. They yeah. got a, they if he got was an NHL coach, he'd be fired in two years when they don't make the play. <laughs> right, right. I mean, Scassity. what the hell? You come in and win a title your 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 first year. I think you got a pass for at least a decade. Maybe. I mean, Doc. I mean, Doc got after two thousand and eight. Doc got six seasons. I think right after that championship. Before he finally wanted to leave, it was five maybe. Team young too. Like I mean, this oh. is not. This is this is all young guys. Like this is. What I love about the NBA, the one the one thing that's cool about the NBA is that the NBA has the ability, the players have the ability to recognize who is on the come up. And when you've got guys going, yeah, Tatum's the next Durant. And people are like, wait, what? Like, yeah, the next face of the league is going to be Jason Tatum. And if he wins a title at 24, you serious? Quicker than LeBron, quicker than Jordan. In the East. In the East. And they've got two. I mean, Jalen Brown was the third pick in the draft the year before. Where'd he go to college? Cal. Cal I don't Berkeley. remember him doing anything in yeah. college. So he was, because he didn't do anything in college. He was a straight athletic freak. He averaged like nine points a game in college. And then Boston worked him out. And Danny Ainge was like, Holy mother, this dude is on a different level athletically. And Man. so his first couple of years in the league, Jalen Brown didn't perform well. Tatum stepped in right away and was outstanding. He was, you know, scoring right away. But now Jalen Brown has become an incredible defender. He's stupid athletic still. And they coexist together now. And it works because Marcus Smart balances him out. So you right. got this three-headed monster for Boston, you add Al Horford, and now you put Robert Williams, who could win a Defensive Player of the Year award at some point in his career. You got a team that's going to be a problem in the East for a long time. Because the difference between them and other teams in the Eastern Conference, they're not top-heavy with one superstar. Like Philly's got Embiid, but you start going down the line, and they, they get weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker. Right. Kyrie and, and Durant top heavy start going down the line. They get weaker and weaker and weaker. Boston's bringing Derek white off the bench who they're going to keep. Most likely Boston is bringing off players, you know, like Grant Williams, who all of a sudden, I mean, Grant Williams couldn't hit a three and save his life at Tennessee. He was not a three point shooter. He was a back to the basket power forward, Charles Barkley bowling ball at Tennessee. And now the dude just sits in the corner and buries three, 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 three. You got to give these guys credit for adapting. Yeah. Like, you know, listen, we're going to, we're, we're going to adapt. We're going to be a part of the program, change your game a little bit, get better at what we need you to do. And the whole unit will be better. It's impressive. I just, I mean, that road trip in January when they went and you convinced me, you told me. I remember sitting there at the book with you, and you go, "You should bet Boston ten to one to win it all." And I was like, "Eh, like, dude, they're beating teams by twenty points on the road in the West in the West from the Western Conference." And it was the benefit of being able to really watch it mm -hmm. and see it. Like, I mean, I just I can see so much when I have the time to really just watch it and. Those were West Coast games. 
And I watched like three in a row and I was like, what are they doing? It was like, it was first against the Warriors. Steph got hurt. Then against Sacramento. Um, and then against yeah. the Clippers. And they went south. The Clippers, I think, I think. to the Lakers or Clippers? Or Clippers, something. I believe it was. Yeah, it was yeah. the Clippers. And they won all three games by 20 points. Blowouts. Mm-hmm. And so, that's when it clicked for me. I was like, geez, this is. That was again, different. Was, You're watching it like that looked different. Like it just didn't. It was like, that's okay, you were right. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll buy in now. <laughs> like I'll, I'll get on board because this yeah. is crazy to watch what they're doing right now is not. And 10 to one return. It's too good. There's too much value there not to jump on it. And again, I was just looking to bet against the Nets. I was just trying to get, you know, I got the Sixers ticket earlier because mm-hmm. I thought they might be the team to beat the Nets. It was just, it was, it just had to be somebody other than the Nets. And then, you know, it was the Celtics. I mean, a lot of people, all these numbers point to them. By the way, we got a new guy in the chat. Chris was talking about going to games and stuff in Boston when chanting and all these things. It's a hard place to play. Like, I can't believe that they're even discussing this post game. Because you know what Friday night's going to be like? It's going to be nuts. It's going to be worse. Do you have any idea what you're doing? This is like catnip for these people. Like you were literally giving them exactly what they want. Your rabbit ears, like they want to know, do you hear me? Do I impact you? Yeah. Do you have a problem? I mean, what he's going to get, man? he's going to get MF'd from the second he oh. walks on the court. Eight-year-olds, like the kid that called McAfee yesterday and got right. F-bombs right on this. Game. You're going to have some little kid walk up to, to him and be like, fuck you. Like it, it's, it's, it's coming. Like, like th- that's coming to this game on Friday. <laughs> Like, what are you doing? Why would you ever want to stir? It's like, I'm going to take a baseball bat, walk up to a hornet's nest. I'm going to smack it really hard. I'm going to stand there and let the hornets do whatever they want to me. Right. So stupid. Like, it's just, I can't, I I just can't believe like they, they didn't say in the locker room before you go out and talk to the press, don't say nothing about the fans. Just leave it alone. Just let it go. We lost. We'll be back. But they, it's one thing Draymond, you're right. It's one thing if Draymond Green's wife is on Instagram saying, I can't believe that's what was being fine. said. All right, right, fine. Like, whatever. Like, that's at the podium. Clay Thompson is saying, swearing in front of kids, good job there, Boston. Yeah. What are you talking about? Dude, the game got over at 1230 Eastern time. Right. Like, are you serious? Like, this yeah, is- the FCC requirements change after 10 o'clock. So we're good. Like, yeah. I mean, stop. I think parents are worried about that in Boston because their kids hear dirty words. Their kids go to Dunkin' Donuts and hear 10 times worse from the dude that comes in from the construction site. You kidding me? This is not something we're worried about in New England. We're not worried about bad words in like it's one thing if we're talking about like slurs or things that are going below the line. But if you're just getting MF'd and you're getting booed and taunted, come on, dude, put on your big boy pants. What are you doing? Just go make a couple shots. They'll shut up real quick. I mean, that's Kurt Schilling's line, right? To the, to the Yankee fans. Nothing's more fun than the walking Yankee City making 40,000 Yankee fans shut up. Yeah, absolutely. Embrace the suck of playing on the road and then in go, where's the silence? Oh, wow. It's quiet in here, guys. Wow. Oh. You weren't talking much, huh? That's what you do. You don't that's- go cry to the press. And I've never seen this type of, this is just classless, classless city. Okay, man. Like, I mean, it's the same thing that they did with Kyrie Irving, and they got under his skin, and it worked. <laughs> oh, now it's the whole work. team. Kyrie was one dude. This is the whole team they got now. Yeah, they got the whole team now. Be Run like it. KD. 
right? Like KD, he reacted by trying to make shots. Now he didn't, and he ended up, you know, but he didn't talk about it, you know? And like when they come at him, like when he went to Philly, I mean, he kind of battled back. KD has a, he has rabbit ears too, but that's on social media and other yeah. stuff. Don't do yeah. it during the game. And then you lose. Like if, if you win, you can go talk about it, right? Like, hey, man, those Boston fans really brought it tonight. Keep bringing it. We'll see you on Friday. Exactly. You don't say it when you lose. Like, it's a basic, it's basic trash talk 101. Like, they, I can't wait. It's good. Like, I would love to see the some bars fun. around TD oh. Garden will be jammed yeah. by one o'clock on Friday. Times the game on Friday. Nine, six, 10 six, o'clock again. Yeah, nine o'clock, nine, nine o'clock again. The hell. Like you're getting a lubricated, loose, yeah, angry fan base. Yeah, it's the NBA's own fault. On top of that, <laughs> putting the game at nine fifteen is their own damn fault. And you're going to get an awesome environment. It's going to be horrific in there. Never been more happy to watch the NBA Finals and live in the West Coast. <laughs> oh, it's awesome! Six fifteen, oh, love it. It's great. Because yeah. normally it's like 4.15. It's like, oh, exactly. Man, it stinks. Like you got to like get stuff going on. You got to run around. Like, you know, now it's beautiful. Six felt like all day waiting for that game yesterday. I don't know. We finished the show. Because we because that's, that's what East Coast people, that's what we're used to waiting all day. Right. Now, I mean, a lot of people on the East Coast were whining about the 9.15 start last night. Yeah, they were. They got a fair point. I mean, it's really late. And it's really late. It's really late. <laughs> 9.15 to start a basketball game. And that's what you're going to get. And now it's a Friday night on Saturday. Nothing to do the next day. When that you got to get up. Oh, my that goodness. That was a work day last night. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Lead, with a 2-1 lead. I mean, they're going to be standing for the oh. entire game. Like, this is going to be just the... That might be one of the harder tickets in recent memory to get Friday night, to get into that building. The entire region is going to want to go to that game just to give it to Draymond Green. It's going to be hopping. They're going to chant his name every second they can. There used to be little things like that. Like when you, when you go to the games and you're part of the crowd and you have season tickets in hockey too, you know, Joe came on and talked about the pot fan sucks every time he touched the puck. Larry Murphy used to touch the puck when he came back to Pittsburgh. Every time he touched the puck, they would just go, the whole time, every time he touched the puck, I don't know, because he (laughs) skated like a duck. (laughs) That's great. So they would go, and my brothers and I were little, we're like, what are they doing? That's phenomenal. Every time he touched the puck, it was deafening. You couldn't wait for it to happen. Can you imagine what they're going to be doing? It's going to be incredible. It's so fun. Yeah. Well, we'll get into it more tomorrow for sure on that. All right. Rangers are home dogs again tonight. Yes, they are. Tampa. They were dogs in game one. They were dogs in game two. They won them both. Won them both. Right back here. Books are putting plus money. Dogs in game three and dogs in game four, too. And they lost them both. On the road. Yeah. Now they're back at home. Still not favored. Still not favored. We going another under. So it's interesting, right? The price is getting what I like to call egregious. It's disgusting. It's very expensive. Um, but the other book that's gone to the five. Who's that five? Like refresh right now. Oh. I listened to the show again. 
Is it gone? Five and a half, yeah. Okay, damn it. DraftKings <laughs> was at five okay. when we started the show. How expensive are the over? It got to 40, and they said, enough. Enough for betting over. So yeah, I will bet. I will bet over if, if if I see a five anywhere that I can get. I, I didn't see it this morning, but if I can, if a five pops anywhere, I'm well, taking it. This it's five and a half under minus one forty, which is what I paid last price. night. Yeah, so that's usually where you go. Okay, how much higher can we go? Because if we go to forty five, we can't go to fifty. It's embarrassing. Do you like that 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 philosophy though? Like, let me ask you. So, he, he, here's my strategy on this. My strategy is: I bet the five and a half at minus. I I, I laid um, forty. Yeah, but I laid to win a half a unit. I I laid point seven to 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 win a half okay. a unit. So, I'm on under five and a half. But if I get a five, to bet the over on the five, looking for a push and a cash or a cover of the bet on the five and a half. I mean, you could do that. You could do that. Um, but no, from what's a, the what's the price on the five? Well, it's going to be minus one forty, probably. Over. Yeah. It's going to be you're expensive. Laying, you're laying forty cents on both sides. You're not winning. Well, no, I'm, but I'm protecting myself. If I get the three two, it's a push, and then right. it's a win on the under. Well, yeah, man, you might as well just bet three two both sides and take eight to one or nine to one. You can bet the exact score now for this, this because it's not just Vegas, one though. game. We're not, but we, not here. Who puts up exact scores in Vegas? I'll have to do some checking after the show. I don't think William Hill might. They might. But I don't think most people in Vegas don't put up exact scores. No. I haven't no. seen Circa or Westgate. Yeah. I haven't seen Circa and Westgate aren't doing it. Yeah. They're definitely not doing it. Um, well, yeah, there's better prices to do that. I mean, I would, if I was you, if you like the under, mm-hmm. you bet under five and a half and bet under five. And then, because you get a huge plus, I mean, you're taking plus 120. Now, it falls five and it pushes you, there. You it's push. Like a, I'm not laying the juice. But I'm not. But if, it, but if it goes six, though, the reason why I'm saying I bet five. six, you lose a unit and a half or whatever. Right. Or, I, or I'm flat. If I bet over five minus one forty, I'm just I cover both you're sides. Still, you still lose the juice. One forty, one forty. Okay, yeah. So you're laying it. You, you're still losing the juice. Yeah, so I'll be down point. But it, I yeah. mean, if you want to go for it, it's going to be in, point. in game. Bet under five and a half pregame minus one forty. Well, that's I, I do that anyway. I First always three in, minutes. Yeah, in game will be a. I it always will bet four and a half. I'm just meaning before the game. If I get five, the, the hope is is that first period's one nothing or zero zero, and then I can bet over four, over three and a half, whatever. I whenever it well, falls down. Well, if you get to. two numbers, I mean, if you get four and five for the middle, that's a dream. Mm-hmm. But you won't do that unless it's zero zero after one. Right. So like just it won't there. get to three and a half. If it's one, right. if it's one nothing, it'll sit. Four and a half. With it's weird too. The games have gone under the last three games, but there's been a goal in the first ten minutes and a goal in the first five minutes in two of them. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, right? It's like the games are going under, but the first goal is being scored in the first ten minutes. So I, I thought about betting that last night, going like, well, maybe I bet under five and a half, and I bet the goal in the first ten minutes because we've seen goals so fast in these things. Well, That's the another way to cover move it. there is to 
when that goal, you say you have that under five and a half position. I was telling you about this the other night. The goal right. scored quickly. They moved the number to six and a half. Yeah. Because of the algorithm. So now you can go under six and a half. And I've done that, but I got burned doing that in game. What game went six two? Game two? Game one. Game one went six two. I got burned doing that. I did the exact same thing. I was under five and a half. Goal got scored quickly, went under Under six and a half, and and it was six two. Right. (laughs) I got got burned on both bets. I think, I mean, so, I mean, I'll throw it back to you. Would you be more surprised that if it did that or if it went under again? Like, is this the game that goes over? I mean, we saw it in the Carolina her, her, in Ranger series. It was Igor's under. Gonna, it was Igor under, has to suck. Under if, if it goes it over, Igor's, Igor has to suck, and that means Tampa's winning the game. Yeah, because Vasilevsky doesn't really ever suck. He, I mean, game one he sucked, but that's it. That was uh, that was rust. He was he he looked like the Stanley Cup representative in Game Four. Yes. He was excellent. But, I mean, Igor's good, too. I, I still think it goes under. 3-1 Rangers. 3-1 Rangers tonight? Wow. Yeah, I like the Rangers tonight. And then it's a super dump all in on the, the uh, Lightning in game six. Rangers, Lightning, Lightning. That's how I will bet it. That bet's available on FanDuel as well. You can bet the exact series result like that. Play it out just like that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that, that's how. So you're calling. Let's see what that price is. You're saying it goes Rangers tonight and then mm-hmm. Lightning, Lightning. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see. I'm going to say it's six to one. The price? ha, <laughs> Let's see. Eastern. Well, I'm actually I'm betting the Rangers dogs. I'll probably get 10 to 1 then. Because I'm getting a dog in game five. So because Lightning are gonna be huge favorites in game six, and they'll be favored in game seven. We have Rangers, game five, Tampa, Tampa, five to one. Oh, it's close. Yeah. So you can bet that five to one. If you think Don't, that's going to happen. Because it, it makes sense because game six, game seven, I'm betting the favorite on both. So it's not going to be too overly priced. I mean, and it's plus 110 tonight for the Rangers. So it's not like it's going to be a huge dog price. Right. It's, I don't know. The, the game three and four ser- prices in the games were minus 170, minus one or minus 180, and minus 175 or 170. It's going to be that again. In game six? Yeah. What's game seven? If there's a game seven. Man, can you make you got to make Tampa a small favorite again, right? I think they're a big favorite. They win game six. I think Tampa's a big favorite in game seven. I think it comes back just almost like this minus 125, maybe huh? right. minus 130. Okay. Can't be too much higher. I don't think. I, I, I you saw Colorado. That. I would like that. In Edmonton, it was only 130. I thought right. that should have been higher. And we had jumped on that in game four. Right. <laughs> that, was, that was like, a, yep, thank you. So you give me a game seven price on Tampa, minus 120, minus 125. I love that. Yeah. Give me Tampa in game seven. Ooh. You watching hockey tonight or what are you doing? You taking a night off? No basketball tonight? What are you doing? I'll watch hockey tonight. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Not watching the Red Sox and the Angels. That's for sure. Oof. What's wrong with that? I ain't watching that game. We can go to that. <laughs> Angels. One nothing, lose again. 
I wore my finest angel stuff today. They need help. How do they lose 14 in a row? 14 losses in a row. Boston's won seven in a row. But is it how much more painful do you think it is when you lose two games in this series? You've lost all three, but you lost two of them, one nothing. I mean, that's that's gotta be just like you got Mike Trout who's hurt. You got blanked in two of these games by a pitching staff that's not exactly a world beater of a pitching staff. It's coming around. It's coming around. Things yeah. are coming around, Pepper. Yeah. Teams, no. Yeah. The offense is coming around. Pitching staff is getting the offense is coming around. He scored one run. They won both games. Only because it's the Angels. Should I mean, score more runs against the Angels? The Angels you should, yeah. Bad. But I mean, you've got. I mean, tonight you've got Atani on the mound for the Angels. I know you can't win this game tonight, man. Oh man! I mean, Could this lose is another it. three or four in a row. This is the game you got. You have to win. They better this. win today, or it's half a month of losing for the Angels. Fourteen games. I'm going to tweak this later, but fourteen games in a row, right? Mm-hmm. You'd be if you bet a hundred a game, you'd be stuck sixteen hundred and forty-six dollars. Down, you'd be down one thousand six hundred forty-six bucks. I went down and wrote all the prices. They were favored eight times, dogs in six of them. Oh. I mean, or no, dogs eight, favorite six. Um, and they're favored today. How, again, I, I, again, don't understand it. How do you make the Red Sox? How are the Red Sox not favored? They won seven in a row. <laughs> Just. This is the ultimate baseball is a one day event, right? Like yep. the books, the books just go like this to anything on the outside. And it's just looking at the one thing that's happening today and forget about the 14 in a row. Forget about the injury to trout. Forget about the Red Sox being hot. This is just a Tani pitching for the angels at home. Thus they must be favorites, right? Pretty much. Yeah. It's crazy it's, to me. It just doesn't, it doesn't compute. And nobody just, raises their hand in that in a room and says, uh, "Hey, you know they suck. Are we sure we want to make them favorites? <laughs> right? Like, are we sure you want to make the Red Sox give a plus price in the Red Sox? Uh, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you point, doing? At some point, they got to win. Um, well, they were leading and they lost six five in extras. They were up four three in the eighth and they still lost. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. And then they got <laughs> shut out in the other two games. Yep. I mean, they had they. Scored five runs in three days, <laughs> right? Yep. Zero, five, zero. Mm-hmm. Um, you fired Madden in the eight. middle of this. They fired right. the manager. You got to go, Joe. Get your stuff. But wait, what do you mean? I was we we were in first place two weeks ago. Remember? Uh, see you, Joe. Get your stuff. You're gone. Um, I don't know, man. Like. Again, if you got this in better book, and I didn't scroll all the way down yet to see it, but uh, you gotta, you gotta just continue to bet against the Angels. But this is the game they're supposed to win. Yes, I'm waiting. This will be an in-game bet for me. I want to see what this team. I want to see what Latani looks like. I want to see what if he's on it. Red Sox have lost. I've won seven in a row. They're due to lose. Okay, like they're due to lose. They're seven in a row. So this is the game. Like when you go and play blackjack, though, like you press. You, you you ride these streaks out until you lose, or do you pull back some chips like now you win seven hands in a row? 
you go, okay, maybe I just pull some back, you know, to keep for maybe I get a new pair of shoes or something. Or do you keep pressing it until you lose? How's that go? So I have a philosophy when I'm playing cards. If like, say I put a hundred dollars down, once I double that money, I pull that money off the table and I gamble with their money until I lose. Oh, okay. So either I'm up or I'm flat. So right. when I get when I get really hot, I do push, but I pull off whatever I made. So if I have a hundred, I doubled it. I play with their hundred, try to turn their hundred into more. So I press heavily with that. Okay. But I know that I'm walking out flat if I if I if I bust. It's crazy because when I was when I would play. I would, you know, you start, say the unit is $10, you win, you press it to 20, and then you press it to 40. And then, like, you just win the hand, you keep piling the stacks on and get it up. And then when you lose, you really only lost your original bet. I mean, it's not the best way to play it, but sometimes you ride those streaks, you win six in a row, and then, you know, you're either going to bet 300 a hand. How did you handle the, how did you handle this shoe when that was happening? You're only playing by yourself when you're doing that, or are you playing with a group of people? It all depends. We've done it both ways. Because that would because that would concern me. Because my hot streak could be dependent upon a person next to me doing the right it's thing. The worst. It's so the wor- like it's the worst. That's my that that's my fear on but, that situation. Where if it's just me and like someone I'm with, there's the two of us against the dealer. Okay, I would do that. I could be okay with doing that. I couldn't do that philosophy if I'm gonna five shoe. You know, with five-handed Jane. people, five-handed yeah, table with Jane, Jane from Wisconsin, Timmy from Florida. What do you got with, against Jane? Just you know, I, I gotta <laughs> trust them to do the right thing to get my card to keep my hot streak going. Uh, that would worry me. Yeah, it's little. It's 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 a little gut wrenching, but it's like it's betting, right? Like, do you pull back now or do you keep riding the Red Sox? I mean, it's seven-game winning streak. Do you just do you just keep betting on them? Do you bet against? Um, I didn't bet them. I didn't bet them. Lose. I I had bet them every game on this series and on this trip except for last night. I didn't bet them last night. I just watched the Red Sox. I mean the, the Celtics. I didn't bet the Red Sox. Right. I knew a lot of my friends who had Celtics Red Sox parlays. Boston, Boston parlay, baby. Was a very popular bet amongst the people that I know from home. My brothers both were on it. Uh, the the I'm in three gambling group chats. And it was very popular. <laughs> the Boston Boston parlay was very very popular yesterday. <laughs> so it was probably popular in the book too. It was always one of those things when the teams are playing because there's not a lot of crossover opportunities, let alone in the playoffs in June, right? You know, so sure some books got beat up on that, but they'll mm-hmm. be fine. It's mm-hmm. just I just like to ask only because there's a lot of people that will just keep betting it until they lose, and it's like, hey man, you just won seven in a row. Pull some back for yourself. Yeah. And if you want to ride it and keep betting it until it loses, at least you already profited. Because at some point they are going to lose. Yeah. I don't, I mean, not going to win another 96 games. My friend, my friend Andrew, who was the best man in my wedding, is the king of pressing. Mm. He presses everything. Is he the golfer? Correct. He presses everything. If you beat him in anything, press. Double it, yeah. double it, double it. Andrew, you're down 400. Don't care. Double it. Like he just, he is the king of chasing that. That's. Whew. And since I've been around him enough that I kind of go, 
don't be like Andrew. <laughs> so, so like I, I've seen does Andrew him, watch the show <laughs> time to time, but don't be like, I mean, Andrew, does he just, he, I've seen him blow through money and like, you're just like, stop, oh, like stop, oh, stop, stop. And he, pain. he won't stop. It, it's like, it's a big, I, I always try to like learn from other people's mistakes and I watch oh. it. And I'm like, mm, yeah. So I've always been, <sighs> I'm a conservative gambler. I've always been very honest with that. Like I believe in flat wagering. I believe in the long run, the long term. I don't believe in the quick fix or the quick hit. And I, I think the books make, they want you to be that way. They want you to press. They want you to play more. The more you play, the more likely it is you lose. So knowing that slow and steady, right? I'm the tortoise question. Yeah. Yeah. In in general, do you hedge? Do you hedge? Oh, I am a guy hedge like crazy. People yell at me all the time. Do you? All the time. I hedge. I take profit off the table 95% of the time. I'll take profit off the table. Dave, hedge? Oh, I've done it. I do it. I, I, I'm always, because of the philosophy of the book is always to reduce risk. I'm all about reducing risk. I'll, I'll just keep earning profit and if i have to earn a little bit less to have no risk i'm fine with that but i got a lot of people that don't fair yeah, others like, like rob from betting the bookie will be like hedging's for gardeners yeah like, i'm not hedging i'm yeah. letting it ride and i'm like okay i'm like that's that's, that's awesome fine. i mean like i got into it with with my guy lee sterling down in florida because he had a ticket to win on for miami to win the series at plus 155 and i said hedge it's like nah it's like dude hedge like I'm not doing it. Like, okay, <laughs> and then and then I, I I was like I, I was I was teasing him. You got pissed off at me, but I was teasing him. I tested him. I said, "Told you, <laughs> you should have hedged." Now he's a Miami Heat ticket holder. Okay, so he's a big Heat guy. So, but he believed in his team, and if I was like, I would have hedged if I were you. You could have guaranteed a profit. I mean, like you know, we got friends between like Rufus and Captain Jack, and all these people will tell you there's hedging calculators. I mean, everybody's risk is different. Yeah, it's all about the risk. Forget about the the return. I mean, if you're going to make a hundred thousand dollars, or lose, you know, or, or get nothing, why not make it so you get eighty thousand dollars or ten? Mm-hmm. Like, if you can invest that or whatever, fix that situation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you'll hear people say, "Oh, I never hedge." Okay, well, when you hit that big one, let everybody know. But if you if you don't win it, but how many times you have to lose to get to the big one? A lot. So that's my, my I think that's my problem with the whole thing. Is it like Unless you're a Doka in his first year? <laughs> it's like one you hit, you know, okay. So you hit one. The, like, it's like people who are hitting 14 parlays, right? So you're hitting 14 parlays. You hit one a month. So you've gone, you know, you hit, hit a 10 to one 14 parlay. But you've bet 15 times before you hit it. So you're right. down. Like it, it, this is this is why I don't play slot machines. So this is, this is the whole slot machine mentality that like you get the one person who gets the three hundred thousand dollar jackpot, but every other person in the town just put in a billion dollars to get to that one jackpot. Right. That one that that, that one right. person won. So that one person gets people are like, oh, you won three hundred thousand dollars. That's great. Like yeah, they just made a billion dollars this month from people trying to win that three hundred thousand dollars. They'll right. gladly give up 300000 to make a billion. Oh, without a doubt. That's my... I, see, you just, I used to walk by those machines and stuff all the time, like on the way to the book, the work and stuff. And I was wondering, like, how many people, even when they hit that, like, 
that guy hopefully is is ahead, but everyone else is stuck. But like seeing people hit for like eight thousand in in the book, like a hit a royal or something playing two dollars a hand. They're stuck. They're getting paid eight thousand. They probably have put this week ten thousand in. Yep. Ah, okay. Like it's hard to keep playing, but so, they do. <laughs> they do. I know. There's you know the the zombie slot player fuels this town. We we always talk about the numbers the books make and the money. We always say, yeah, go look at the penny slot numbers. You want to see where the money in this town is. <laughs> Purdom puts that tweet out every month when they put those numbers out. Don't play penny slots. Oh, they made what? Because that's the thing that they figured out. The penny slot became progressive. So yeah. Penny slot became a penny, then a nickel, then a dollar, then five dollars, then ten dollars a spin. <laughs> like you start. It ain't pennies. You're running through them quick. And yeah. hey, it used to wanna... be 50 cents a spin. Now it's like three dollars and eighty cents if you play max play or something. If you play, it can be double that. It can be yep. seven dollars a spin. Penny slots. What are you doing? I don't know. On the other end of the spectrum from yep. the Angels are the Phillies. So they fired Girardi. Smoking. And, and they can't lose. They're on fire. What do you do yeah. with the Phillies today? I don't know. Bet them again. <laughs> I mean, it's just you got to bet them again. They were plus yesterday. Uh, plus again today. Although it's Burns. Like yes. this is the game they're right. supposed to lose, right? It's right. Burns. So. And it's Eflin, which whew, I do the baseball work, but I just know from Eflin's name popping up, they don't win when he pitches. They haven't. Uh, under, man, again? You know, yeah, sorry. What? I'm on the under. I, I'm on the under for the Cardinals and the Rays, and the Rays just went deep. Two-run two, two home run. Fourth inning. Off Mikolas. Relax. Under seven. It's going to be a sweat. Close six and a half. <laughs> Did it really? Yeah. Oh, good. All right. I mean, I just look at the numbers. between these Rays have not been hitting, so hopefully that's it for the Rays in terms of scoring. They've been batting 201 over the last 14 days. Over to. Over to. <laughs> over the last 14 days. Wonky. It's wonky. <laughs> uh, Giants minus 270 against the Rockies today. Why are the books doing this? Why are they putting up numbers minus 270? This is like. What happened yesterday with the Giants? 2-1 win for the Giants over the Rockies. Oh, they ended up winning that game. Yeah. But the, the Giants total, ended up winning that game. But the total, I mean, I thought that game was going to fly over. Right. <laughs> bad, bad pitching was three runs. Right. Um, What's well, Logan Webb? Correct. My favorite guy to bet on. Yeah. So. But it's 270, and I don't want to do the I'm I'm angry because I, I can't bet it, and I don't want to bet the run line. Well, the Rockies are on the road. The books know the Rockies aren't good on the road. They suck. And Logan Webb is pitching. Logan Webb is the best pitcher for the Giants. What did you expect the price to be? It's fine. 180? I don't like it. I don't like minus 270. I can't justify. I can't leave it. I just can't do it. So for the people new to this stuff, does this make you not bet it? Change your bet to the run line? No. Or do you just suck it up and lay whatever it is? To, I hope the Rockies score first and I can bet the Giants to win. Oh, wait that's for the in-game. Okay. That's, that's I can't bet I cannot bet this pregame. No? No. 270 is the uncomfortable number for you? Anything over two dollars in baseball is uncomfortable. It's true. Those two twenties don't even feel I, good. I can't two you get the two dollars, it's not worth it. It's just not it's one baseball game. I gotta it's no, it's not worth it. It's too expensive. I don't want it. 
Yeah, it's hard. It is. And, and you do it a few times, you get burnt. I've never asked you this question. What's your take on flat wagering? Maybe we have talked about it, but it's been a while because my gambling is such so different than, than we first three years ago started talking about betting. So like I'm, I'm, I'm toying heavily with this idea at the end of this month to actually lay the juice and go by what to what I will win versus what I am laying. So lay $2.70 to win a dollar. Yeah. If I bet this. That's the only I, way I do it. But see, I don't do that. See, I would I would bet one dollar at minus two seventy. But the return oh. is the the return is so small because I've been betting every day and I've been looking at this so consistently. I feel like I'm getting ju- I, I even when I go hot, I don't win enough to get over the losing streak. So All I'm right. basically getting juiced out because I'm playing my volume of playing yes. is so high yes. that I, I've, I've started to look at like this, the math on it and been like, you know, I get super hot and I win say like 10 and units you, and your return isn't as high as it should yeah. be. And then it's, I get cold and I lose 15. So like same number of bets, one being hot, one being cold, but because I haven't, uh, I'm still like, if I'm betting a hundred dollars, I'm losing a hundred dollars or I'm winning, I'm betting a hundred dollars and I'm winning 50 or 65, right? That the math isn't working. So now I'm like, I, I think I have to, I think I've got to go and talk about what I'm going to win versus what I'm going to bet. Yep. I mean, that's the only way I do it. Okay. Like I just, you know, and I'm, I'm so anal about it. Like, you know, when they change that in-game line on me and it's only a difference of a dollar, I get aggravated and change it, you know, because I just don't want the change. I don't want, I just, so I think it helps you. It will make you better understanding the ramifications of laying the juice. It will make you see, you know what? I'm just not going to bet this. I don't want to lay 170. Like it's just you'll start to get a little more selective. No, I am. I, I mean, I'm pretty. I'm selective anyway because I know the return on minus one seventy for you know a half unit bet or a full unit bet is not is not what it should be because if it's not versus minus one ten. So I'm always very selective. I hate laying juice. I, I hate laying big favorites. I'll do. I'll, I lay big favorites in in boxing, but that's about the only one I really like to lay right. big favorites on is, is in boxing. But I just I I think I've got to change. I think I've gotten to the point where like I've graduated out of this extremely conservative way of betting yeah, to, to be able to say, okay, I've been doing this long enough. I've been betting every day for two years now going into year three. Let's, I think I need to change. I need yeah. to, I need, I need to adapt a little bit and I need to be willing to, to ride. Cause it's going to be more volatile. I mean, it's going to be the roller coaster rides going to be worse. So, I mean, when you're losing, it's, I mean, that's, that could be a pretty steep, you know, mountain fall down, but I feel like I I'm constantly like, well, you just cut your unit size when you're losing. That's all you just, you just scale it down. But I think, I think you have to, by laying the juice, it'll maybe help with the math. Like you seeing it. Right. I don't yeah, know. It, I, it, I think it, it makes will. it way easier for me. I think it will help with the math, but I also think what you, you mean talking about adjustment on unit sizes. I've always been very hesitant to do that. I've always been very um, consistent with my with with what my one unit and half a unit bets are. Right, and 
the more I've talked to you and the more I've talked to other people about, well, when you're winning, your one unit should be three to 5%. When you're losing, your one unit should be one to 3% of your bankroll. Right. And I have been very, again, hesitant because I've been very conservative to kind of right. hold that one number. Right. And it's every day, consistently, same half unit, unit, same monetary amount. I think I'm also going to be like that. I think I'm going to be willing to be a lot more flexible. Right. In my, in my one unit size. The best part about it is you could change. <laughs> you could, if you don't like it, you just go back to what you were doing. Like you right, could, right, right. But I mean, just, I, I got people because of the, because of the podcast and because people are are listening to me and they're tracking me and they're watching what I'm doing. And a lot of new people come in through the podcast who are new to the gambling space. I, I want to educate them. And one of the things that people have liked about that daily podcast that I've done is that I don't brag. I don't, you know, 10% hammer your bookie type stuff. Like I don't do that. I'm more consistent. Talk about small playing defense knowing the books have the upper hand, you know, recognizing when you do have opportunities to attack, but don't go too far. I, I, I think, I think I'm willing to take the training wheels off myself a little bit coming up to this football season. Yeah. And be I a mean, little more. You can, you can do it. I think, you know, people will ultimately just do whatever they want to do anyway. Right. But I think to educate them. I used to tell people what to counter all the time. Just lay the juice. You'll thank me later. I don't want to. And people would stick by their, you know, mm-hmm. they would never give you 110. They would give you 100. And they would collect $90.90. And when they lost 100, they only lost 100. They didn't want to spend that extra 10. Mm-hmm. And the guys do it for $10. You know, $9.10 is what their payout would be. Okay, if you give me $11, I'm going to give you 21 back. It's easier for both of us. They wouldn't do it. Just wouldn't do it. So <laughs> everybody's different. You know? That makes sense. Yeah. So the big story today in the in the sports world is the fact that the Live Tour started today over in London. PGA Tour waited for these guys to hit their first tee shot. And then once the tee shots were hit, they quickly fired a suspension to all of them. How long? We don't know, but they will not be allowed to play in any PGA Tour event. Phil Mickelson today wore an Augusta National windbreaker while he was playing. <laughs> On the at, at the live tour, man, Phil got stones. Yep, he just don't care because Augusta is the one. I wanted to remind the members that I am a lifetime member. I've won the thing three times. This is what they care about. They don't care necessarily about the you know, as Dubsy was saying yesterday, the Barbasol, but they do care about the majors. And as of right now, the USGA is saying you can play uh, for the U.S. Open next week, but. Do you think it gives any of the golfers who have not teed off yet, the guys like Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau, they're getting $100 million, they're getting tons of money, but do you think there's any pause after watching what the PGA Tour did today about their event after the U.S. Open in two weeks in Portland? No. I agree. I don't. Do you? No. This this is as big of a moment in the history of golf that we have ever seen in terms of drawing a line in the sand, and saying you're either with us or you're against us. And the guys who are leaving are guys who either don't care about the PGA tour really, or have their money and they're cool. And they want to write off and have, you know, play 14 events and get paid a ton of money to do it. Yeah. And not, For worry, sure. about, not worry about it. I mean, these are all, somebody put a list up of the most disliked players on the PGA tour. 
and almost all of them are are now on the live tour. On the live tour, yeah. it's a riot. It's really weird. It's like these guys, I mean, the the players on the tour are actually like really excited <laughs> about these guys leaving. They're like, "Good, get out of here." Yeah. So, I mean, Rory's quote yesterday that was pretty pretty interesting. He said, "I made a lot of mistakes in my life, and some of the biggest mistakes I've made have been based upon money and doing it just for the money." I can speak personally the same exact thing. But if everything this thing I've called, ever done for the money at the time I thought was the right decision wasn't. So I get it. Um, it's easy to say when you already have the money. <laughs> it's the other 100%. thing too, right? right. Like yeah. it's, it's pretty easy for the guy to say, I ain't worried about the PGA tour. You know, we got 50 million in the bank account already or whatever it is. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think blame, it bothers him. I don't blame the guys for taking the money. Okay. But I do think that it is really disingenuous and ridiculous that when you're at a press conference and you're asked a question and people were getting mad about this question, but I thought it was a very accurate question. But like, what is there any moral line that you have? Would you take money from anybody? And these guys got very upset about that. They got very mad. They're very uncomfortable. Like that line of question. Because questioning. of where the money came from? Yeah because of where this live tour money is coming from, from the Saudi Arabian government with their, you know, human rights issues. Right. And so said, you know, the reporter asked Lee Westwood and um, I forget who else he, uh, Ian Poulter, I think it's, it's, it's asked. And they're like, is there any, would you take money from anybody? And they're like, da, 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 da. they like, quote, like I, I, and they wouldn't answer the question. And like, I want someone just to, just to say, it's a lot of money, man. They, they offered me a lot of money. This is a business decision and I'm a golfer and I get paid to play golf and someone's going to pay me a lot of money to play golf. That's what I did. And no one's doing that. They have this talking, they were all given these talking points by the live tour as to what to, how to explain the money situation. Like I'm a golfer. Right. I'm so like, just stop lying. Like just stop playing this stupid game. Uh, I mean, they may have been told, don't say anything about it. Maybe it's very possible. They may have been told like, you know, you can't talk about it, but then it's like Shut the, the, the hell the, up about. It. Yeah, I don't know that. That's what leads me to believe that this tour might not be around long. Is that if those because you can spend they're spending four hundred million dollars on four golfers to play in this that's tour. Absurd. I mean, it's an obscene amount of money because you're never going to make it back. The high point so far today, the number that I saw reported was ninety five thousand people watching on YouTube today. That's horrible. 95,000 people watching this. Like, that's not, but again, it's not about eyeballs or broadcast rights. Or They're whatever. in Portland, Oregon? Coming up, yeah. Where the are team. they at today? England. They're in London. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, w I mean, are you going to peek at it at all? I have no interest. I just, I mean, I just, I don't know the format. I don't know. It's weird. Their shotgun starts their team golf. Like it feels very XFL to me. It just yeah, feels very I mean, like, just, I don't know. Like, I don't even know if I'll, I'll somebody, somebody was saying like, where's the, where's the beer cart going? How much are mulligans? Oh. <laughs> like, like that's, that's what they're talking. That's what they're saying. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just your typical Jeez. country club tournaments type of nonsense. Like, yeah. Just, I said it yesterday. It feels like I'm going to watch the club championship over Canyon Gate. Yeah. Just not interested. There's not a high level of skill to it. You know, PGA Tour, 
just like the NFL, just like the NBA, everything else. It's like you're trying to transition a smaller audience than the other big four. I mean, golf's audience is big, but it's not as big as the other four major sports. And you're going to introduce what? Like rivalries or, you know, historic moments going back. Like this is a foreign tour. Generally speaking, American sports fans don't really watch a lot of foreign sports. They'll watch soccer, but they're not watching cricket. They're not watching volleyball. They're not watching F1 all that much. They do, but not by big numbers. And so it just keep trying to force this F1 down our, our throat, right? This, this, uh, well, because it's the most, the fan base is the richest fan base in the world. Yeah. So in terms of who watches F1, billionaires watch F1. <laughs> that's why they're forcing it down our special one. And apparently he's building the audience and all this other oh, stuff. Okay. That's why they're going to have, that's why they're going to have a Grand Prix here and all this other stuff. By the way, they, uh, I guess Netflix has a PGA tour behind the scenes reality show that's so the live thing no for the pga tour oh so we're going to find out all the comments all the conversations about the live tour right now they're filming it right now so we'll find out all about it oh <laughs> how behind the scenes conversations i am 100 percent more likely to watch that than i am to watch the golf i would agree wow okay I, i'm 100 percent more interested in watching what the players are saying when they're mic'd up Okay. On the range or now we're talking. Yeah. So that Netflix is, you know, people are like, Ooh, that's cool. Hello. Hello. Yeah. It's got a a hard knocks version going for the PGA tour right now. That's being filmed for this season for the PGA tour. So let's see. All right. All right. Cooper cup just got paid. Rams just paid another player. Yes. Not really sure where the Rams are getting all this money under the cap. Doesn't matter. But, I swear that is salary cap thing. If they figured this out, it don't matter. Just don't give matter. the guys the money up front, up front to load the contracts with the signing bonus. We'll worry about paying it down the end. The Rams have figured this out. It's impressive. But Cooper Cup, where in your mind is Cooper Cup right now in terms of the best wideouts in the league? I love the guy. Is he the best? Who's better? Devontae Adams? I mean, prop wise and stuff, betting wise. Betting Cooper Cup over receptions, Cooper <laughs> Cup over yards was one of the easiest bets ever. It's like the Golden State Warriors in the third quarter. <laughs> right? Didn't matter what the number was, just yeah. bet it over. Books tried to go eight and a half, he caught 11 passes. Finally got to the point where it was nine and a half, I believe, and it juiced over, and it finally went under. It was like, all right, we can stop moving that number up. Now just leave it eight and a half. I mean, I would subscribe to last year maybe being the best single season ever for a wideout. Ridiculous. 145 catches, 1,947 yards, 16 touchdowns, led the league in all three categories, fourth player to do that since the merger in 1970, two touchdowns in the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl, was named the MVP of the Super Bowl. Somebody better than that? (laughs) For a single season? I don't think so. (laughs) Like, that's the best. (laughs) You aren't really, you might match that, but you aren't topping that. No. No. I mean, uh... Devontae Adams, who else comes to mind? I, I can't even think of a guy that I would say, all right, I, he's no. definitely better. No, Cup, in, it's either Cup or Adams, and that's it. And I think right now, given the productivity, it would be Cooper Cup. It's a nice deal, though. I mean, it's three years, $80 million for a whiteout. I mean, as much as like like Tyreek Hill, it's not, not the same. Um, not last year. I mean, maybe Tyreek Hill two years well, ago. 
what the question says is Cup the best wide receiver yeah, in the NFL. Right. That's what I mean. Like, like, so, so if somebody says Tyreek Hill, I would say if we had this conversation two years ago, I would say Tyreek Hill would be the best wide out in the league. But I think Cooper Cup passed him. Right. Yeah, I, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head that is that I would say, oh yeah, he's definitely better. Mm. I mean, he's Cooper Cup's phenomenal. And it's not like it's a surprise. He's doing this when everybody knows he's getting the ball. That's the most impressive thing. Like Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, right, Devontae Adams. And these are guys you can bring into like a conversation if you want, but they're not Cooper cup. I mean, cup had 300 more yards receiving than Justin Jefferson. He had six more touchdowns receiving than, or three more than Jamar chase. He had 16 to 13. So he didn't just win these things. He won these things going away. I mean, Devontae Adams averaged 97.1 yards receiving per game. Cooper cup averaged 114 and a half. Best wide receiver in the game. 145 receptions. Next closest was Devontae Adams at 123. And then what's the drop-off? 111 Tariq Hill, 108 Justin Jefferson. I mean, he was targeted 191 times. He was targeted. The next closest was Devontae Adams at 169. I mean, 191 (laughs) targets. He was targeted 22 more times than the next closest guy. Sounds like the best wide receiver in the NFL to me. It's, it sounds like they knew what they were doing. <laughs> yeah. Throw the ball to him. <laughs> Give the ball yeah. to Cooper. <laughs> yeah, pretty good idea. Stafford, throw him the ball. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Throw cup the ball. It's pretty good. I mean, can you – so we did the Rams. Uh, what was it, yesterday, the day mm-hmm. before? Was this, Was the team – does Cooper Cup repeat that? He got the contract. Now they got the Super Bowl. Now, I mean – can he no. even come close to that? No, because everyone's going to game plan for the entire offseason. They were doing that already. Yeah, but now they can. Re- but now it's a whole different story. Now it's anybody but Cooper Cup's going to beat us. Whew, we'll see. Make them run the football. Might be one of those. Let Cooper Cup get his and make sure we don't let anyone else beat us. Oh, that's anti-Belichick. Yeah. That's the opposite of what Belichick would do. I don't yeah. know. I, I think I think every team tries to take away him as much as possible. Uh, okay, let's go to the props.com story of the day real quick here. Uh, interesting, looking at week one. Yeah. Browns, according to our guy, Matt Brown, who's writing the story for us right now, Deshaun Watson situation is causing some interesting bets coming in on the Panthers at plus three and a half. Mm-hmm. Would you bet if Watson is suspended... If he does get taken off the field, the projection is the line will go to a pick with Baker Mayfield as the quarterback of the Browns. Cleveland at Carolina? Yep. Can't be over a field goal, that's for sure. It's three and a half right now, 42 and a half from a total perspective. Might be an over adjustment. I don't know who's moving it to pick. Well, no, if it's the projection <laughs> that it would go to a pick. Yeah, I don't know if it will. I think that might be a little bit too much. Okay. I think I think Cleveland be a small favorite. You know, one, one and a half. Um I don't know if I'd bet it. I gotta see how Baker is health wise. I gotta say, I mean, he may be okay. They got a lot of talent. 
So the, yeah. so, so the thought would be that once we hit camp, Baker Mayfield's going to get, get traded because they already excused him from OTAs. They gave him a, uh, they gave him a, they gave permission to not show up. So that essentially says the team is preparing to not have Baker Mayfield play at all this year. They're going to trade him at some point before the start of the year. So who's the backup to him? Jacoby Brissett. Oy. So can you back Jacoby Brissett? Can you bet on the Browns being quarterback by Jacoby Brissett on the road against Sam Darnold and run CM, no. run CMC? I no, I'm not. I'm not excited about that. Prospect. So then should you take plus three and a half right now? Yeah. <laughs> See, that's, that's, that's the thought. That's why sharp. I mean, cause it ain't going to go much higher. Right. I mean, so if you're trying to get the best number, but then I got to bet on a Panthers and a Browns game, who in the hell wants to do that? Well, like, I mean, just, this won't be one of the, this won't be one of the games. I'm betting on baseball right now. TV. I, would, I would, I would much rather bet on Panthers and the Browns than baseball. Oh, you're nuts. Oh, oh I'd much God. rather bet on football than baseball. Can you imagine how you'd be, you'd be up. All this money on the on the on the Angels betting against the Angels, you could retire. This would be the best football season you ever had if you just bet every day against the Angels. It's Fourteen <laughs> days in a row, be up a couple dimes. It's tough to do that though to bet the same team to lose every. It's single not game. on these streaks. It's not. I mean, you're going to bet against the Jets every week, aren't you? No, no I, I think I think the Jets are going to be halfway. The Jets are going to be. I don't think they're going to be awful next year. All right, so a couple years ago in Jacksonville. Seattle's going to be the team that I would probably bet every, every week against. Really? Yeah. I think Seattle's the worst team in football. Hmm. I want to find an AFC team. An AFC team that's going to be really bad? Uh, the Texans. Yeah. Texans will probably be three wins. Wow. Four wins. They have Lovey Smith as their coach. Can't be good. <laughs> if Lovey Smith, how did he get the gig? What did he say? I have no idea. I'll Bring him in and say, Let's just look at the records and stuff. Like, you were really good in Chicago for that was a long time ago, Lovey. What have you been doing? Coaching Illinois. Illinois. And they got like, fired in Illinois. <laughs> sure. Come on in. Come back. We'll welcome you back. Well, he was on the coaching staff, but yeah, I mean, they brought him in as D coordinator, but yeah, it's an absolute mess. Quickly on this one, I want to get your take on this. Yeah. I kind of already know, but this is wages.com has a big story out front page story today. Our guy, Steve Ruddick wrote it. And it's really interesting about New York and what has happened because New York and the tax rate at 51% and the handle that is coming out of New York could incentivize states to mimic the tax rate that New York currently has because New York's making money because of the overall handle. How do you state is making money? Correct. Because of the 51% tax rate. Books aren't really making no money. Yes, but the state's making money because they yes. handle how much money that they're making. The books are making a little money, but not a lot. You're right. Do people do other states like California, other states are looking at Massachusetts. We're looking at legalization at the moment right now, trying to figure out what to do. According to wagers, New York's success with this 51% tax rate is dangerous for the market, dangerous for the industry. Hell yeah, it is. Oh, for sure. I mean, if I was in the book, you have to make a decision. 
whether to go into that market or not based on the tax rate. Circa ain't going to, to New York. They ain't mm-hmm. ever, they ain't ever gonna put I don't care how much money's there, how many people live there. We can't operate on that budget. Can't do it. So we're not doing it. Now, who can? Only the biggest people. Mm-hmm. 51%. What kind of business would you do to give someone over half of it? Right. I don't know. So now, yes, it's very dangerous because it's going to limit options. You can't go. If a state tells you with a smile, yes, you can come do business here. We'll take 51%. Can't go to business there. Mm-hmm. So now you, 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 you limit competition, you limit options, you limit a lot of things. Yes, I would agree with him. It is dangerous. Yes. Don't you think so? Uh, I think it's in a state like California, it'll, they're already coming out with a $100 million licensing fee. Bam. I feel like is that enough? <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like jacking the license fee and keeping a low tax rate is the better approach. But New York did both. Yeah. New York said $25 million to get the license and, and 51%. And 51%. Thanks for coming. From a tax rate. Yeah. So wait, wait, maybe it was $50 million for a license. I forget Where? the number. It was a big number. It was a it was a big, big number. So it was twenty five million in Illinois. So New York, New York must have been fifty. They're still they're still trying to figure out. They're already talking about changing the tax rate. Pennsylvania held fast at ten million for the license fee. Thirty six. We thought, we thought that was enough. Ten million with a thirty six percent tax rate. Yeah, twenty five. I was right. Twenty five million. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a twenty five million dollar fee to to get in. So they, they hit in New York. In New York. So New York. Yeah, had but they in- limited them, right? Not everybody can go to New York. Correct. Yes. They, they had a, a nine was, was the number that was they allowed. The number. They allowed in. But 25 million that they allowed. According to, I mean, the way the bill could be in California, it's 100 million. Whoever wants to pay it, go ahead and pay it. There's no limit, but it's $100 million. Right. <laughs> you have to pay to get the license. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's a good thing at all. No, I don't know. I I would rather have an eight percent tax rate in a hundred million dollar upfront fee. Personally, I think it's I, if you're going to want to go for a money grab type of situation, because I think fifty one percent creates such a drive to make the money back, to make the money that you're going to need to operate. That like your pricing is going to be so effed up that. You're gonna do, you know, minus one twenty-five lines to make the money on the to pay the taxes. The loser is the player. When it, when the tax rate is fifty-one percent, the loser is the player. The winners is the uh, the black market that they're trying to get rid of. Well, that's a great point, right? One hundred percent. It's a great point. It's, 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 if that's the, if that's the whole game, right? If the game is to limit the black market and to take to take your local bookie out, your local bookie is going to offer you minus one ten in credit. <laughs> And and better, yeah. And I mean, better odds and no money up front. It's how they don't see this. That's why I think they're talking out the side of their mouth when they say, "Oh, we're trying to eliminate the black market." Are you? Are you really? Because you're not. You're only you're helping the black market in some ways because you're turning new players onto the actual practice, and then they start to figure it out, and they're like, you know. 
A Diet Coke at the corner store now is two fifty. A Diet Coke with, with Tom is a dollar. Yeah. Maybe I should go buy it from Tom because hey. it's a dollar. Yeah. And Tom will give it to me on credit. I, I, I pay Tom only once in a while. I'm going to pay him every day. I'm going to pay him once a week. Huh. It's not. It's, You're making the case right there. Well, that's the problem, though. If that's, if that's, the, if that's the game, if the, if, if the goal is to eliminate the black market, you have to recognize the competition that you're up against. And you, you, as of right now, a lot of these states aren't doing that. They just think that, oh, people want to bet legally. Yeah, they want to bet legally. I want to bet legally. Of course we want to bet legally. But the problems that come with betting legally means I start to be a more educated consumer. And if I'm a more educated consumer and I understand what's going on and I'm looking left, looking right, and I'm like, wait a minute, guys. Um, this isn't good for me, for you, for anybody. Yeah. That's the problem. They don't seem to see that for whatever reason. I don't know why. Don't know either. But good yeah, question. it's a good article. Go read it on wagers.com about where we are here with this and how we're, how we're going to do this. So, um, okay, Matt, let's skip ahead because we're going to say goodbye to sports grid here in just one second. So let's save the schedule of the day for the other side. So if you guys on YouTube and Twitter, hang on, we'll do the schedule of the day in a second, but let's talk quickly before we wrap here. OU Texas. Women's College World Series over again in the this was hysterically funny last night, Dave. So in our in our in our discord channel, betprep.com slash chat to get into the BVB discord, betprep.com slash chat free invitation. Come on in. I'm in there. Papa Bear is in there. Props Arizona, our boy. Now Papa Bear was hanging out loaded up on the phone. I got to do this with us. Everyone was jumping up and down because they all bet you're over yesterday. Nice. The brigade was like, everyone was like, never bet softball before. I'm betting it again tomorrow. (laughs) Over. 16 to 1. Did they kill the mercy rule? Is there no mercy rule now? No mercy rule in the championship series. Shouldn't we have known that before the game? I would have bet it then. I said that to my daughter. I said that to my daughter. So... On the show, if we, I was like, I was like, didn't we talk about that? Yeah. I was like, yeah, there's no mercy rule in the final. I'm like, why didn't we talk about that? Oh, you can score whatever they want in the final. Holy they, crap! They play seven innings, and I and I immediately said that to my daughter last <laughs> night at dinner. So we finished the show on Sports Grid, and they they went and got us a table. It's so cool as the kids get older. They're like, yeah, hey, do you want to go watch the game at Buffalo Wild Wings? I'm like, hell yeah! yeah. I said I'm off the air at seven. Go. Go get the table. Yeah. So they went for to be there for the softball game. And I said, make sure you go because it's probably going to be packed for the basketball, basketball game. Yeah. And it, it was or it wasn't, but I got there and the seats were already, you know, they were already sitting there. They had already eaten their first wave of food. And I walked in and they're like, have you been watching the game? And I was like, I was watching a basketball game, but I was flipping back and forth. I saw it. I said, why didn't they call the game? She's like, there's no mercy rule. There's no run rule in the championship series. I'm like, very important piece of information you should have told me yesterday. I did not know that. You're right. And she's, like, and she's like, well, I wasn't sure. And I'm like, because that right. nine was not even a speed bump. That thing was just like, they went, they went, went past that like it was not even there. Bad number, right? Well, yeah. That's a, that's a bad number. That, I wanted the book. I wanted the book didn't know either. I wanted the books didn't know that the, the mercy rule wasn't there. Because we talked about it, eight nothing, five innings, mercy rule, right? So that nine, it was the made, only way we were losing it, it was because that nine, way. right? Because we talked about yesterday, the 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 nine, the nine made sense. So it was like, all right, so if they mercy rule eight nothing, then you, it's, it's the under. We need a run from Texas. Texas walked in a got got a, a run walked in the top of the first or bottom of the first inning. 
Total so it's one nothing. Ten today. What? The total's only ten today. Yeah, bet the over. Yeah. Sixteen to one was the final score. Yeah. They can't throw that two or three hitter fastballs. <laughs> I, I don't understand. I mean, a kid tried to throw her an inside fastball. She hit three hundred feet. I was like, again, you know. And Kylie's like, the first home run was at the was off the label too. Was, it wasn't I, even barreled. She hit it. Off I the know. That's what I mean. Like, so yes, bet the over again today. Boy, what's the juice on the over? It's only minus 110. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. yeah. Over OU, Texas, game two. Any shot Texas wins? No. They used the whole pitching staff yesterday. Does William Hill allow, allow you to parlay OU in the over? You can do it. OU's minus 850. Dang. <laughs> 850. So much for parlaying that. That's a that's not I mean, I don't parlay. add nothing to it. It's just yeah, it's, 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 it's barely a blip. It adds a dollar to the parlay or something. I mean over so. Texas and the Red Sox. <laughs> over Texas and the Red Sox. No, sorry, over sorry, over OU and the Red Sox. Over, yeah. Over OU and the Red Sox. There you go. It's not <laughs> a bad move. Probably gonna be By the minus. way, Boston's favored. It's probably still laying. It's probably like minus three hundred still. The Red Sox are favored at a couple of places, by the way, right oh, now. Finally. So way to wake up. I realize it moved. <laughs> Be like, oh, <laughs> maybe I should have the team that's won seven games in a row favored against a team that's lost 14 games in a row. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's the move. Maybe. On, on on that. So Texas cannot win today. It would be one of the biggest upsets ever. It would be, I mean, be, they used all the pitchers. No one had an answer. I've been that coach, that Texas coach. Mm -hmm. Like the second time he went out to the mound, I was like, what is he saying to her? Give me the ball before you get hurt. Go, <laughs> go, go, go sit down. Like you, we can't, we can't get these kids out. They get behind and then but you get behind in the count and they're, and they're done. So yeah, Oklahoma wins. It's one uh, of those home. I mean, one of those home runs to center field. I was like, that was the bat because it was at the, off the end of the bat. Yeah. She extended her arm and right. it was almost like a flick, and the ball just went. Woo! It like, carries. It just yeah, carries. Like, That's the that. bat. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. So, yeah, they're just their lineups too deep. I mean, they have six mashers. Like, <laughs> I, and it, it led to a debate last night at, at dinner. I'm like, because I was with one of the kids, the other pitcher that I coached, her and Kylie were there, and Kendall was there, and then her dad was there, who's a hitting coach in town. Oh, and he's like. How does she make it look so easy? We're analyzing her swing and stuff. And I said, listen, they're playing a different game. I've been telling you guys for two years. If you have bashers, you can win games now 8-7. We're always trying to play for 3-2. Mm -hmm. We're always trying to win low-scoring games, pitching and defense, pitching and defense. And then we go to California, and we play these kids that are at Oklahoma right now. And I'm like, dude, they can hit fastballs. They can hit inside pitches. They can hit outside pitches. We have to change the way we think when you play against those teams. Texas is like trying to play Kansas City when Kansas City's rolling. They make you play faster. Your margin of error is this. As soon as you get down, you're done. That's just it's just bet the over. Dave, it's it's such a niche kind of thing that you have here. Tell the listeners why you know so much about this. I've been coaching these kids for nine years now. This is year number 10. And I love baseball and have adapted to becoming softball. And I've literally, we didn't play against Jocelyn Lowe, but we were watching her 
ahead of us. They're a wow. couple years older than my daughters. But like that kid that pitched Megan Faramo from UCLA, mm-hmm. we watched her play in the tournament after we played. I saw her at 12 and I told my daughters, that kid is going to be, we're going to be watching her on TV. Wow. I mean, immediately, the first time I saw her, she was bigger, stronger, and faster than everybody else. And I, and I saw her parents. I mean, her mom was 6'2", and her dad was 6'6". <laughs> okay. Yep. They were sitting in the stands next to me. I was like, well, that kid's going to be – I didn't know she was going to be at UCLA, but I said, we're right. going to be watching her on TV. So we've played – not played against these kids playing now, but there's kids at different schools that we played against. Like I, a kid I got to coach, a guest coach, she's going to Florida State next year to pitch. Do you know how good you have to be to go to Florida State to pitch? I caught her. When she was 14 and wow. I was like, okay, this kid's going to be good. You know, so we've seen it all. We've done it all. And, 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 and I mean, we enjoy watching it. So we, you know, now we can bet on it and help the, help the chat, help, <laughs> the, help the discord <laughs> channel. Bet the over. This bet the over sports. Great. Thanks guys. We'll see you coming up tomorrow for a roll call Friday for you guys who are on YouTube and Twitter. Don't move. Stay there. We're continuing on here for the Bostonian versus the book. All right, time for the Circus Sports schedule of the day. It is the San Francisco 49ers, the Bostonian versus the books being brought to you by Circus Sports and the Circus Sports Million Four Football Handicapping Contest. Most exciting football handicapping contest is back for another year. Circa Million Four will deliver $6 million in guaranteed total prizes, $1 million first place prize. This contest, once again, will not take a rake and any extra fees. will go right back into the prize pool. Each player makes five picks in pro football against the spread each week. Each pick worth one point. Most points, you win a million dollars. Entries are $1,000, max of three per player. Test your skills this season against the best handicappers in the world for your chance at a million dollars. For more information about the contest, rules, and sign-up information, go to, log on to, circusports.com. They had 57 entries yesterday. Damn. For, for the uh, the circus sport, the five-pick one, and then million. 107 or 108 for the survivor. So how many, so what, 10 people came in and bought six? I mean, somebody loaded up, like that, that somebody's buying all six. Probably. It was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, six is the I max. asked them. They have it up on the board. And like when I went in there wow, yesterday, was, I mean, if they, if they come near that pace, they're just no overlay on either contest is coming. There's no overlay. There's never an overlay. There wasn't the survivor. There was $2 million overlay on the survivor last year. Well, that's the one. Actually. Yeah. It's a two million two million dollar overlay last yeah, year in Survivor. It won't be enough if he does that. He did the same guaranteed money, right? Six million. Upped it. Yeah, there's so. more money involved in Survivor now than there was last year. So it's a big, it's a big ticket. It's a big price. Yeah. San Francisco win total nine and a half. Hard. This is going to be so hard. Correct. Juice Who to the we assume he is the quarterback. That's Jimmy Garoppolo. The whole season. Yep. That's what we have to do it on Garoppolo. Minus 145 to the over. Nine and a half is the number for the Niners. Okay. They start the year on the road at Chicago. When? This schedule, by the way, is easy. It's easy? Correct. Outside the division, they have a very easy schedule. At Chicago, win. Home for Seattle. Two wins. At Denver. Lose. Really? San Francisco goes to Denver and loses? You say really? They win. 
Man, they beat they. Denver. Correct. Yeah. Three wins. Three and oh. Wow. I'm two. I'm three and oh. Home for the Rams on Monday night football. Win. Oh boy. I'll go lost there. At Carolina. Win. At Atlanta. Back to back. Oh, they get to stay there too. The, 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 they're, that organization right. is big on staying back east when they get back to backs. Yep. I say they win. I have six wins at the Rams. Circle that Atlanta game. When they stay, they historically blow out the team they play. Remember uh, that. At Kansas, a uh, home for Kansas City. After back to back on the East Coast. Yes. I'll say lose. I'll say lose too. I'm at six. At the Rams. Lose. So I have them losing the first game. I'm gonna, I'll say they're, they're going to split. Okay. They play the Rams both times before the bye week in week nine. Mm. Interesting. Games. Yeah. Big games early. Yep. So at the bye, I have them at seven and two. I got five. You have five. Uh, home for the Chargers. So easy about this. What are you talking about? Um, I have seven wins right now. We're at the bye week. Yeah, I only have five. I need three more wins the rest of the way to go to the over. I'll say, would you say home against who? Chargers. I'll give them a win. I've lost there. Arizona in Mexico City. Win. I would agree. Home for New Orleans. Win. I need one more win the rest of the way. Home for Tampa. Sorry, sorry, home for sorry, sorry, home for Miami. Home for Miami. I think Miami's gonna win that game. Okay, I don't win. Home for Tampa. That's a win. Win. I would agree. No, it's a loss for me. At Seattle. Win. And I have 10. So do I. Home for Washington. Win. There's 11. At the Raiders. Lose. Home for Arizona. Lose. 11 and 7. We're way over 9.5. The Garoppolo thing is the sticking point. It's oh, yeah. all about the quarterback and who is the quarterback. Nine that, and a half. That is an eleven-win season. It's a bad number for a decent quarterback. That's an eleven-win season. Damn, son! You look at their numbers: the Chicago, Seattle, Carolina twice, Atlanta, New Seattle Orleans twice too, right? Yep, Seattle twice, Miami, Washington. I mean, these are bad football teams. Miami's not bad, but Miami's going across the country. Got to play defense with that number, though, is the book. You can't make it 10. Why? I mean, because if a guy don't play, how many wins is that worth? Well, what's Trey Lance, though? I mean, we, we're all assuming Trey Lance is not going to be good in year two. He wasn't good in year one, but I mean, maybe Trey Lance takes a big step forward. Who knows? I mean, Garoppolo is still on the team, though, and Garoppolo is a serviceable quarterback who can win 11 games. Is he the, is he the quarterback opening day for them? Yes, I believe he is. He is. I believe he is, yeah. Nobody wants that contract. So they just keep them. They have no choice. They can cut them and have all the dead cat money. Why don't they keep them? 
Let the guys battle it out. Did you win the job? Garoppolo or Trey Lance? Garoppolo. Win the job? I don't know. Shanahan hates him. So it's it's hard it's hard to win a job when your head coach hates you. Head coach doesn't want him. The head coach doesn't want him to play. That's brutal. Man, that's brutal. So I don't know. I think that's a, that's the easiest over we've done so far. Yeah, it's the only. I can't believe it. All right. Betprep.com prop bet of the day is a wonky, wonky bet. Wonky. So we're going to the Royals tonight. Royals are not a good baseball team. By the way, the Royals took care of the Blue Jays yesterday. Yes, they did. Killed my bet. Singer. Smacked him around. It's been good at home. Keep an eye on that one. Baltimore coming in. We're going under three and a half Ks for pitcher Chris Bubik. You've outdone yourself here with this one. So this is plus money, but according to Darren, this dude has stunk as a starter with Omaha at AAA. This dude should be in the big leagues. This is a uh uh-oh starter. Oh, shit, get him. We're in trouble. Starter. Okay? Mm -hmm. Throwing him up because they had to throw him up. Uh, In With the Royals, he's 0-3, 18.1 innings pitched, 14 walks, 13 strikeouts, a 9.33 ERA. There's an article on royalsreporter.com with the title, with the headline. Here's the headline. Uh, Why the Royals should demote Bubik to Omaha. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) This guy is... I think when you... I mean, if anybody... (laughs) Like let you know that that they're writing articles about why you shouldn't be where you're at. You should be yep. at Omaha. He is, is this a short drive. Omaha to Kansas City, two yeah. hours, two and a half. Did it hundreds and hundreds of times. When they get called up, do you think they fly or, or drive? Depends on what time the game is. Mm. They fly if they can, but if if it's the, if like if you're getting called up on the morning of a of a game, like if you're a utility player or a reliever, you drive. One, he's recorded only, he's, he's had one game all year where he's had more than four strikeouts. One in seven. 1.9 average. How does this lose? <laughs> I'm telling you right now, if somebody puts this up, if, if I see this anywhere else on Twitter, as somebody claiming this is the most random of random bets yeah. you're going to get into here. Nice work, Chris Bubik. Yeah. This, is, this is like, this, this is, is going cool. deep dive. For a prop bet. I mean, you got to say you heard it from Darren. If you, if you come up with this one, you got to, you got no shame. If you, if you come up with, I, I got Chris Bubik under three and a half K's today. <laughs> I mean, you can't even spell Bubik, let alone say. Sandal, I guess is the only book at the moment who has this bet available. So wow, most books aren't even putting up a K prop for him. Another reason to watch this. Baltimore Kansas City matchup. Yeah, because I need one. I need more than one. Ten. I need like a (laughs) hundred. We need a couple more prop bets in this one to have this one make the the TV anywhere. (laughs) It's a solo start at five o'clock, though. So you may want to watch the first couple innings so we can see if Booba can get us there. 
That's interesting. Um, I mean, I I would only bet under after listening to all that. Overs favored? Is it really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Under yeah, plus yeah, under yeah, plus yeah. one twelve. That's what under's the graphic favored. says. I didn't even yeah. look, but under's favored. Uh, by the way, it's two to one Tampa in the bottom of the eighth inning. If these if this game gets tied and I lose this over because of extra innings, I'm going to be very, very, very mad. So I hate the extra innings rule so much. It drives me <laughs> absolutely crazy. This game should be an under. This game should stay under. Three got us four. This top of the ninth. Got four runs to work with here. You use a run right now in the bottom of the eighth. That would from the Rays. Yes, I need a solo yeah. shot to go up three That's one just to give me a little, little insurance bit of a, run. Yep, just give me just, just give me something <laughs> on the under here, on on that bet. Start off the day one and zero. Uh, time for better to book it. Being brought to you by Fliff. Getfliff.com. Download it if it's legal in your state. They will give you twenty five bucks simply for signing up. No, excuse me, no deposit necessary. All right, just two quick ones here. Yep. Rangers plus 110 money line against the Lightning tonight. Betting and or booking it. I'll book it. You like the Lightning? I do. I'm going to go with Lightning. I hope I'm surprised at all by this, though, but I I think the Lightning win. I want so desperately for the Rangers to win so I can dump truck on Tampa in game six. If the, if the, Rangers win. win. Will you not bet the Lightning in game six? I'll bet the Lightning, but I won't bet it as heavily. Won't I, I, won't, I won't be as, as adamant. I won't be running to the window as quickly as I will be if the Rangers win this game tonight to turn around and bet the Rangers, bet the Lightning in game six. Right. To yeah. come in and, and, and jump in. I'm excited because there's no, I mean, we'll have the softball on too, but there's really no distraction tonight. You can really just watch the hockey game and focus on that. And, what are we, 10 days away now or nine days away from the Stanley Cup final? I mean, I, I hope the Avalanche are resting up. I really, really do. Like, I just cannot believe we'll get into it when it's finally set, but I have no idea what that rest is going to do to that team. Amen. Second bet, under five and a half, minus 140. By the way, for the bet. chat and for the Discord, if you like the Rangers tonight, Mm. You better bet them to win the Stanley Cup today because that price is going to change dramatically. They're back up to six and a half to one. If they win tonight, it goes to three to one. So mm. I wouldn't let like it lock it in, but I don't like um, it. Under I don't like, five I, and a half. I don't like it to win the series, let alone, I mean, I like them tonight, but I like it to win the series. Well, they're not going to be plus 650 against, okay. against the Avalanche. So you can take plus 650. What about to win the series? Bet them to win the series. And then if they win tonight, Tampa wins game seven, then you can bet Tampa in game seven. You could do that too. Okay. You could do that too. But you 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 lock in a future price at plus six fifty that won't exist. If they make it, you know, they'll be minus two forty. Avalanche be minus two forty or something against the Rangers. So you can lay the two forty to win the one. You're you're off the bet. You can lay whatever. Just earn, earn, money, money. Um, under tonight, yes. Under, we're going under, under, under until it loses. Okay. So, favorite thing about today is what? Um, I sent you and Farrah a video. Somebody's doing something outside my house. I don't know what. I mean, they're drilling. They got that cat thing. We got guys in the chat that do this stuff for a living. I am beyond impressed by what other people do between people that like, our servicemen and, and serve for our country, construction people that actually build stuff 
mm. in all of these things. I mean, we talk about gambling and stuff for it's a, it's a miracle. I love it. Don't get me wrong, but I thank God there's other people that do this. Wake up this morning very early. Was doing some other stuff. Had some meetings and stuff. And at uh, seven o two, I'm hearing this drilling. I cannot believe seven o two. They must have waited until seven and then said start to work. So they started up the street, and I was like, what is that noise? And I, it was in the distance. I was like, let it go. Then it got louder, and then it got louder, louder. And I was like, is somebody, like, trying to break down my house right now? What is going on? And I went outside, <laughs> and some machine is drilling into the sidewalk. I don't know what's going on because there was no one out there that spoke English. So I will find out from somebody what is happening. But they're fixing something in the street. The sidewalk is a year old. I don't know. Maybe they somebody got a leak, but they had to come today. My favorite thing about today is everybody's at lunch right now. There's no noise outside. Either that or they're getting done with the work before it gets to be scorching hot. High of 111 here today in Vegas, apparently. But my favorite thing about today right now is the silence that is not happening anymore of that drilling that is behind this set right here and on the other side of the house. It was deafening this morning. Man, construction is tough. I mean, I, I've li- I lived in cities. I lived downtown cities. And it's just like, really, guys? Like, I know you got to do work. But the guys who work outside today oh. in, these, in this is just... I feel for them. I mean, it's, it's they got that things covering their head, the back of their heads. And then they got the, the things covering their face a little bit. And then they, they're all wearing long sleeves, long pants, long everything. Cause you're out there for two hours and you're, you're not, you know, you, you get torched two hours. I got that the whole day. That's what I mean, guys are there forever. That's what I mean. It only takes two hours. Yeah. They're, they're out there the whole day. Yeah. It's, it can just be absolutely brutal. Oh. Um, for me, my favorite thing about today, and and this is sort of a um, a tease, if you will, as 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 to, as to what we're going to be doing. We have a lot of really cool things that we're working on today, and I got a bunch of calls and things to get into that I think the brigade's going to be really psyched to to find out about, and it's. I don't know. It, it feels like a lot is happening right now. There's a lot of really yeah. positive stuff going yeah. on for the show. And, you know, we're starting to get ready for, you know, now we're into June. We're into that, that quiet of sports, if you will. We'll get to, you know, the 4th of July. And then it starts to slowly, like right now we're in this like March down to the 4th of July. We hit the rock bottom weekend of the 4th of July. And then we start to climb back up and we start to go. And, I often say like what Wait, you do. The 4th of July is going to be slow. Well, that's the, that's, I, I believe in the July sports 4th. calendar year, it's going to be slow for us. No, I mean like, I, I mean, from a sports calendar perspective, you go down to the 4th of July and then you start to climb to football. And I feel like there's a ton of things that we're going to be doing in June. That's just going to make it like a springboard that we're just going to go doing. And then we got a lot of really cool things coming down the pike. I mean, like we're building, I can tease one thing that we're building. We're building the BVB store and we're working heavily on this. So you guys are going to be able to purchase hats and t-shirts and things like that. So we'll have those available, like what you're wearing right now, a hat like that. Yep. So we've got things like that, that we're working on behind the scenes. Right there. 
We're working on events that you guys are going to be able to be a part of. We're working on new projects and new platforms and just a lot of really cool things that we've got coming down the pike. So that to me is, it's always really exciting when things are going on like that and, and it's positive. So it's a, my favorite thing of thinking about today is that we got a lot to work on. We've got, a lot of, we've got a lot to work on. We've got a lot of things going on. We've got a lot of yeah. things going to do. So it's yeah. it's super it's super exciting. All right, guys, we're going back tomorrow. Same time, same place. Twitter and YouTube for us for the live stream podcast immediately following on all audio platforms. Sports Grid replay tonight, 11 p.m. Pacific time following the Pat McAfee show. He's Dave. I am Matt. Talk to you tomorrow for a roll call Friday.